0: The following program has been pre-recorded. On this episode of Belonging, the show for young Catholic adults, Uh, but this week we have a very special guest, uh, Bishop Mark Spaulding of Nashville.
1: Once again, as you look into your life, and this is how I looked at it, and I hope others can do this too, how do we start looking at the blessings we have? How do Mm -hmm. we look at some of the things that God has given us to make other people's lives better? Next.
2: This program is made possible by the generous donations of Jeannie and Bill Stasekul, members of Christ the King Parish in Nashville, and by a grant from the Cook Foundation. Take advantage of the many opportunities for young people in the Nashville Diocese to connect and find belonging. Like University Catholic, a community of college-age students who are serious about their faith and unite in fellowship and friendship to deepen their personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Go to universitycatholic.org to find out more. You can also connect with young Catholics like you by attending events like Summit Music City. It's a night of music followed by adoration and reconciliation. It's free and open to young people of all faiths go to soundscatholic.com or try Theology on Tap where you can gather with other people in their 20s and 30s like you who want to learn more about their faith while enjoying a beverage together. Join Theology on Tap Nashville on Facebook for events and times
0: hello and welcome to belonging on Nashville Catholic radio belonging is a place where young adults can find connection rest and encouragement on their journey with Jesus Christ we have a different guest come on each week just to talk about different parts of life as a young adult whether it be relationships or finances Uh, but this week we have a very special guest uh, Bishop Mark Spaulding of Nashville and always by Father Gervon at the chaplain at University Catholic and also doing a lot of work for the diocese so Bishop Thank you for being here with us. Thanks for your time. I guess you got some coffee, a little cream going for you. Are you doing all right this morning?
1: Well, Zach, thank you so much for the invitation to be a part of this. Uh, I am doing all right. It's been a full morning, meeting with very uh, various people that help with the diocese. Uh, mm-hmm. I've had a meeting with Catholic Charities this morning, which oh, is good. a great outreach of the diocese. We do so much work for those on the uh, fringes, and sometimes we don't even... Our own people don't even know all the work we're doing really? with our immigrant community, with our people that are new to us in in Nashville, uh, people that were devastated by the tornado. Sure. We're, we're doing outreach, and right now the COVID and all that, they're doing great work so i i was just touching base with uh, doing some more activities around that and getting them out and being known more more well,
0: the diocese just celebrated its anniversary right yes, like is that yes. 183 years
1: 183 years that's pretty Wonderful. incredible i'm impressed oh, you hope that wear that school
0: you. paid off a little bit
1: <laughs> <laughs> and so it's it's just been a there's always something for a bishop the diocese truly is a blessed situation mm. uh, and when i Uh, Compare and contrast some of the situations of of other brother bishops, I I really do look in my own uh, diocese and see uh, so many supports and Mm. helps and people wanting to do the best they can as people of faith, hope, and love. And it Mm. really is. Whatever age, whatever situation they're in in life, uh, they really do want to gather and be a part of something that's bigger than themselves. Mm. And I want to say that in this, and I know when I say this, that we do have our challenges with what is called secularism, that really you don't need to be a person of faith, and and I don't need God in my life, and, and our media and some of the things that come, that we see constantly before us will draw us out of a faith way of living. But in Tennessee, and this is... Uh, even just coming from Kentucky, uh, central part of Kentucky to here, I've really noticed how people appreciate religion, mm. faith here. I, I will say right now with COVID, uh, there's a lot of people out there who are anxious, challenged, wondering, fearful, hurt, angry. Also, and and we we were talking about the tornado. You know, we've yeah. had a triple, the tornadoes. St- then I, I literally signed the document, which said we will not be having public masses on St. Patrick's Day. So we had the tornado, we had COVID, and of course we've had the Black Lives Matter yeah. that's come upon our lives and made us think and ponder. And and for us in here in Middle Tennessee, we've had a. You know, one thing after another, and it can make people anxious and concerned and, and maybe ask the bigger questions.
0: Hmm. Uh,
1: you, this is this is a program aimed for young adult Catholics. I think when you're in that range of, what am I doing with my life? Where should I go from here? That's a constant question for all of us, but it is a particular question for are twenty and thirty somethings?
0: Yeah, exactly. Where do you where do you go from here? That's what they ask every day. Is what am I supposed to be doing? They don't feel fulfilled in, in their career, or, or half of them second guess their degree choices when they're walking down, graduating yeah.
3: that day. And I think is that today it's called the emerging adults, the eighteen to twenty five years old. You know, a lot of times you eighteen years old go to college, you expect to you know what you want, and you know, like most of those people going to be working in profession that doesn't exist. Yeah, when they, you know, when they, yeah. so it's kind of a weird situation. In, and, and I think it's one of the things that I says say it's okay to not know. It's okay to try. It's okay to go in and see what life it is, and then you know. And, but that's why it's important. I also have like a good support group, people that you can trust, people that can kind of help you through this process. And I know, Bishop, that you were on your. I think it was your last assignment. You were. Also with uh, helping in a uh, campus ministry, you had yes. a kind of a late mass on Sunday. And I, I have the feeling I know what you how it is. So can you talk a little bit about that and how was that? Yeah.
1: So uh, uh, along with the uh, original parish I was assigned to, Holy Trinity in East Louisville, which was a suburban parish of 1,400 families and a 700 Student school, so very active yeah. community there. My last two and a half years, I was also assigned as pastor for a much smaller parish that was right on the outskirts of the University of Louisville. Yeah. And uh, they had always had a tradition of a 10 p.m. I'm going to say that again. Maybe <laughs> my uh, Kentucky accent, you might not get a 10 p.m. Mass. On now, Sundays. On Sundays, <laughs> Sundays. And I will tell you, and they had it by candlelight only. Oh. And the great thing is because all of the candles were lit and this glow in the church, and it was an old-time church, Romanesque, and it had great acoustics. So all we did was chant certain things through the Mass. The kids I mean they're not kids. Yeah. The young the young people, the students. <laughs> the students loved it.
0: It's pretty incredible to see, I guess the kids, I guess on fire for their faith like that. I mean it's the high school age, right? You don't see that very very well, often. Well, it was
1: high school and, and into yeah. uh, you know 18 to 22 year olds. Yeah, perfect. And uh, sometimes I would be standing out on the uh, front porch of the church there. And some of the young people, as they were getting out of the car, you would think it was a clown car, yeah like how many did <laughs> they have in there? And that's great. when you see young women, I remember they were all laughing they but they was like, "How many were in that car?" And they came and 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 people uh, back to another earlier point how and father Javon brought it up, how they have a deep desire to be with others Wow. Not only in the party side, which is a great and wonderful thing too in all of our lives, but also to be together with others on the serious sides of life, of faith, of uh, discovering who they who they are and what they want to be in life. And and one of the things that Father Javon uh, emphasized with young people that is really for all of us, and I, I even emphasize it with our priests: watch out for isolation. Hmm. It, yeah, you might think you're communicating or connected through your electronic devices, but you're not. Mm, no. And you've got, and that's what some of the th- tough side of this COVID thing is r- with us right now, too, is because we have to separate to keep ourselves safe, but we really are going to have to look at church in a new way right now. And in a better way, as we hopefully get through this and come back for and with each other, and maybe have to process, what did what? How did this affect you? What did mm-hmm. you? What were you thinking? What was in your heart? What was your anxiety? What was your fears? And, and what do you see now for your anxiety and fears? And and just the bottom line is, and it's a basic Catholic teaching, we are social beings.
0: Wow, extroverted.
1: We. Are, we we're not put on this earth to be alone. Now, even in my life as a priest and now a bishop and Father Javon's life is even though we, we've made the promise of celibacy, we are not called to be alone. We are we are called to bring people into our life and bring people together. And 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 if we don't watch out being to have a good system of brother priests, good relationships within our parishes and in our communities. We can end up in bad places, too.
3: Bishop, sometimes when we talk about celibacy, people would say, oh, you're going to be alone for the rest of your life, or you're not going to have relationships with people. You know, but I think that, you know, in my life, in my ministry, so many, you know, women that come to my life, of course, not in a romantic way or anything like that, but I mean, most of the church are run by women, you know, so it's kind of, they help us. I remember Lori at the cathedral, you know, she's like a big mama for everybody. And, you know, she's like, you better get this together, you know, clean up this, and you're going to do this. And But, like, we are made for relationships. You're going to find those families that are like family for you, mm-hmm. you know, that family that you're going to go to their house, and, you, you know, you don't need to, you can be an uncle for those kids, or, you know, so I think it's kind of a, and I have families that I love them and they love me and I just, you know, I'm just tired and I just can't go there and stay and be with them. I'm here with you. I'm part of you. And it, I'm just here to eat something and just watch TV with you guys. Yeah. So that's part of the relationship that we all are called. Got a question for you, Bishop. I know that we all kind of tend to see the COVID and everything like like a, like a negative thing. But I think that, that time of being home and everything brought a lot of good stuff for us. You know, like I was listening this weekend. Some, this guy sells like seeds and garden and he's like, I never sold so much stuff in my life because everybody's at home. So they are, (laughs) you know, gardening and doing this and then, you know, clean up the house and throw stuff. Do you see any of this kind of in your life or how, how do you see this or how how can we have like COVID is an opportunity to,
1: be a better versions of our version of ourselves. By natural tendency, I'm an introvert. Yeah. First two weeks were disorienting for me. Is it because it was just like it's this is surreal way of living. It, uh, but after it settled down, I appreciated moments of silence and moments of being at peace and in prayer and and really kind of asking myself bigger questions, Mm. even for a a bishop and and looking out for others. And I, I think those are deeper questions. Now, there's some challenge with each deeper question to know, once again, as you look into your life, and this is how I looked at it, and I hope others can do this too, how do we start looking at the blessings we have? How do we look at some of the things that God has given us to make other people's lives better? If I, I preach this over and over with my broadcast mass, you know the virtual yeah. masses we're having and sending out, and I've said, you know, when you find yourself in those anxiety moments, use that as an opportunity to think of others and call that person, talk to that person. Build you know, a bridge to that person. And you will find that as you do that, you conquer your own anxiety.
0: Wow, be, be more selfless yes, in what you're living.
1: Absolutely. So I I really do hope it's an opportunity to look inside of ourselves, but also look inside and I will tell you what we're doing on the Dice and level right now is how are we going to use this to be an opportunity to evangelize in our future? Because because of the isolation, because of people being away, we're going to have to be inviting back, people back. That mm. I've got to encourage another to come with me, mm. and, and and then in that we invite Christ into that moment, uh, and uh, and that's key for us. That's sometimes the evangelization. Let's not make it more complicated than it should be. The The center of evangelization is to introduce people to Jesus Christ himself in word, in sacrament, in community, okay? That's what Roman Catholics do. We introduce people to Jesus Christ in word, in the sacraments, and in community. Mm. And that's not just my responsibility. Now, it is my responsibility with you, you know, big phrase these days, and this is good for all of us to understand, is the co-responsibility we have for the church. And I'm learning skills and abilities in that, but every Roman Catholic has to learn what that means for them. And it can't, it can't be, what are you, Bishop, going to do? What are you, Father, going (laughs) to do? That you stuff isn't going to work for our future. It's what are we going to do together? And and that will change the church for the better, and and we're going to have to talk that out. We're going to have to struggle through it. But I will tell you, you want anything in life to change your life for the better, you walk through a hard moment with another person. Wow, and then you have a friend for life
0: to and, walk with them. Yeah, huh?
1: Exactly. Oh.
3: And I think that's the big that's the big uh, word that Pope Francis used so much. Like there are two words that he uses: encounter and accompaniment. You know, it's like walk with. It's the whole uh, disciple of Emmaus. He knew that they were going the wrong direction. You know, he didn't say, hey, come on, guys. You should know this better. I've been with you for three years now. No, he let them go. And was there with them. And then on the breaking of the bread and then, oh, were not our hearts burning? Something was happening. But he was, with, and then they came back when they realized it was Jesus. They came back to where they supposed to be.
0: So. And sometimes it's just a hand on a shoulder, huh? It doesn't take much to walk with somebody. No.
3: Mm. I think Bishop, you have the experience. You know, sometimes we go to hospital visits. And you don't say anything. You just go there, say the prayers, and stay with the family. You know. And mm. I think for us, praise is that sacred moments. You know. I remember when I did CPE. Every time that I, you know, knock on the door to go inside of a room, my supervisor just say, "That's a sacred place." know that you are entering a sacred place. Mm. You know, so if we do that every, you know, every moment, every encounter that we have, if we understand that is a sacred place. Mm. You know, that's a sacred place that we are going. And then we put ourselves there and allow that person to open up, you know, and just say, hey, I'm here for you. I don't know. Yesterday I was talking to somebody, doing a spiritual direction with somebody, and, you know, his girlfriend was going through his uh, girlfriend, grandmother just died and he's like, what do I do? I said, you don't need to do, and because we want to do stuff, course, you know? we yeah. always want to do okay, what? Well, give me a list, I would do this, this this, 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 and a lot of stuff in our lives, you don't need to do, you just have to be, and I said, said buddy, just be there, be there for her, and just tell her, I don't know what to do or to say, but I'm here but with I'm you, I'm here for you huh? I'm here for you and with you, so that's like, oh, I can do that, I like, yeah we all can, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so just do that
0: uh, sometimes less is more yeah I mean you, you want to say so much like oh, I'm, I'm so, uh, sometimes I'm sorry is enough half the time huh? yeah. um, well, I want to say congratulations to kind of changing the subject on celebrating 29 years though as a, as a priest recently That's a few days ago
1: just uh, August 3rd I can still remember it so well and uh, you know for a lot of people <laughs> out there they of course they remember the marriage day and uh, you know the wedding day and all that kind of stuff for a priest ordination is a profound. Profound moment and priesthood, mm. and so many. I literally, as we're sitting here talking, yeah, like pictures in my mind come back <laughs> of of that day of with my family and friends of being there with Archbishop Kelly, God rest his soul. Of it, it was ninety eight and degrees outside, and there was no air conditioning in the Proto Cathedral in Bardstown <laughs> at that time, so it was. There's just so many things that come back to that you reflect upon whenever you... Tw- but the 29 years has gone very quickly.
0: Don't blink, huh? Yeah, you just... exactly.
1: <laughs> and it'll be there. It'll be there for all of us. But it, it I, I thank God for the call, and, and let's be mindful of this. When you really study Scripture, Old Testament and New, the call of God isn't necessarily, okay, I'm going to give you an easy life.
0: Oh, yeah. Hmm.
1: When you really follow God's calling and say yes to the question, whatever that question may be for you, and that's really the discernment we all have to go through. When you have it, you know, it's not easy. There's many challenging moments in the day. But you know that your life has purpose and meaning. The prophets cried out to the Lord in tough times. Even Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, right right out to the Father. And it's all right in our prayer to do that. But once we accept God's will for us, doesn't mean it's going to be easy, but it's going to mean something in the world for the better of ourselves and those around
0: us. So to carry your cross, huh? Yeah.
1: I know that we talk about a lot of prayer, prayer, prayer. For those people who are listening to us today, how do we pray? Each person, just like I'm an introvert, each person has their own particular personalities, and they really do have to try various methods, is what I will say. It's as simple as talking to God in our hearts, you know, that quiet little voice that's in our heads each mm-hmm. one of us has, crying out to God, Some and sometimes it's quieting the little voice. It's, it's like everything is, the chatter in our heads is going swirling, and just quiet ourselves there's praying with the rosary there's adoration there's moments whether but it's really bringing to consciousness even the small times of our life in which we can call out to God God be with me in this it, a simple prayer of Jesus Christ son of God have mercy on me a sinner you know those that prayer is as old as the church <laughs> and and it's how com but it's it's a simple way of praying. But once again, we said earlier, in tough moments just being there is is the key part. In prayer, it's just trying to cry out to God. And maybe at times it is speaking in with that little voice, maybe it's speaking out loud, and maybe it's sometimes just God quiet me so wow. I can hear you. Help me be. Help me be open to your voice in my life. And, you know, when I was in seminary, I always wanted God for sure to tell me I I was truly being called to be a priest. I would go to the chapel various times throughout the evening more than during the day. And and they would always have this particular two lights on in the chapel, which made it very nice for a prayer experience And I would just look at the light sometimes and just say, God, if you could just give me a flicker (laughs) to reassure me. That's not asking for much, is it? Just just give me a flicker that I can be sure this is what you're calling me to do. That light never flickered and ever in the whole thing, but there were other ways God was telling me along the way Hmm. that I was going in the best direction for me. But it, it truly is, just take the time. Just ask God to give you even, God help me, find the best way to pray to you.
0: That's our excuse is if we don't have enough time, uh, yeah. Most, mostly. I,
1: yeah. I, years ago, one of the things I did was uh, during Lent, I, I got to where I would not turn the radio on. Mm and say, okay, God, yep. this, for my Lenten thing. I'm that's dirty. not a good thing
3: to say in a radio show. <laughs> <laughs> it isn't. But, uh, but that's
1: what I did. And now I, it's much easier to drive in a car in silence. But uh, it, it really became, it becomes a prayer moment for me now. I'm telling you, it changes your life for the better.
3: Yeah, and I think adoration is that moment that you don't have to do anything, you know, yeah. because when you do rosary, you do, you have to, like, I uh, have to actually kind of do this. Adoration, just say, Jesus, I'm here. Yeah, You know, change my life. Mm-hmm. Jesus, I'm here, you know. I'm here. And I think that's one of the things that I really, you know, enjoy at Frassati Houses, see that, you know, you know, sometimes they have five minutes before class, so they come, spend five minutes there, and then... You know, go on, other person come, spend 10 minutes there. Just knowing that Jesus is there, you know, the blessed sacrament is there.
1: Well, we were blessed during uh, this time in, in our COVID experience that although we could not have public masses or large gatherings, all of our churches were open. And a lot of people came and just by themselves, sometimes in adoration, uh, and just sat there and, you know, felt you know, the presence of our Lord in that great moment of adoration, but also had that aching of, I can't receive right now. And that, yeah. that was, that's mm. okay. That's okay in people's lives to have that ache. And we want to kind of make sure everybody has that uh, uh, hunger for the Eucharist. Mm.
3: Yeah, I was, I was able to, the Knights of Columbus, they normally have their convention the first week of May, and, you know, with COVID and everything, so many of those guys were two, three months since they had last received communion. And it was so, it was a touching moment for me. I had mass for them that moment, morning. And I see a bunch of guys crying because they finally received the Blessed Sacrament in three months. So it was a really powerful. And one of the guys came to me on the, on the Supreme Convention and said, Thank you so much for that moment. It was a really powerful moment, and I did not know how much I really missed the Eucharist. Thank you, thank you. And I'm like, oh yeah, it's like it, was, it was touching for me as well. You know, to have that opportunity to give Jesus to people. So,
0: wow. Okay. Well, Bishop, we have a we're kind of running low on time. Do you have any okay. final thoughts here before we before we sign off?
1: Uh, well, I I truly believe we're on this earth. be with and for each other as Christ was and is Mm -hmm. okay and let's not get it more complicated (laughs) than it has to be and people when you come to know Christ in your life it gives you uh, meaning and purpose that that's not found anywhere else that we need to be with and for each other. And just on spinning off of the previous conversation, it's most profoundly experienced in the Eucharist, in that celebration. And when we get disciplined enough to make sure I'm there week in and week out, your life, and, and, and every time you don't have a big high feeling when you come, that's okay. The same thing happens for a lot of other things in our life. Mm-hmm. It's not just about our feelings, but when we're there with and for each other, it makes a difference for the other, sometimes more than it's going to make a difference for you. But later in other things, you will see how actually <laughs> you paid it forward and it came back to you. It's a wonderful thing to be a part of is, is the life of Christ in his church, and that's why I, I live and have given my life for that message.
0: Wow, that's a beautiful theme, I guess we found out today, which just, just to be is, is half, half of the battle and being okay. there for each other. Well, thank you, Bishop, for thank your time God. today. So, Bishop, can you give us a blessing?
3: Okay.
1: May Almighty God bless you and keep you. Amen. May he send forth his spirit to be in your mind and in your hearts. Amen. And may you be strengthened to live your life in faith, hope, and love. Amen. May Almighty God bless you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit.
0: Amen. Amen. Thank you for tuning in to Nashville Catholic Radio, Belonging. Remember, you can tune in at 100.5 FM, WBOU.org, or with a smart speaker by saying, play Nashville Catholic Radio. Thank you all for listening today. This is Belonging on Nashville Catholic Radio. On the next Belonging, the show for young Catholic adults, we have a very special guest, Mr. Pete Gioli. He's from Belmont University, but a great friend of ours in the Catholic community. Uh, So that's that's our theme is adoption today. Mm -hmm. And uh, where would you like to begin as far as your testimony in in life here? It was an open adoption. Uh, I still have contact with my birth mother or father. Talk to them uh, pretty regularly, actually. Thursday at 11 a.m.
2: on WBOU Nashville Catholic Radio.